Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. And there's Nemazui satellite out very wide as they come to the home turn. Play Me Now is running on pretty well. Investors back in behind those in sale trying to get room into the straight 300 ago. And Namazu has loomed up to go to the lead from American State. They were followed by Portnoy, Siren Rock, a gap in the field to Armour Force as they get to the 100 marker. But it's all Namazu. Namazu back to back cup wins coming up here. He's going to trot in. Namazu by about six lengths. American Saint second, third, Bering Sea. They were followed close up by We often hear Siren the expression Rock in racing. Horse had a lap on them. That was the case. Wide alley, huge weight. Didn't matter. Tony Clemens joins us. Good morning, Tony. Good morning to you, Steve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab. And you're dead right, Steve. Big weight and all. 61 kgs, barrier 15, and a peach of a ride from Ryan Wiggins to pick up back-to-back cups at Townsville on Namazoo for trainer Ricky Vale, beating American Saint and Bering Sea. And the other big feature, of course, was the uh, the Cleveland Bay, and it was Isis Carmella for Harry Grace and Kevin Miller, successful over Dr. Zoo and Constant Flight. Lots of news coming up on the show today as we look back at the weekend of racing. Uh, a quick comment on what happened there at Townsville as well as what happened at uh, Gladstone on the weekend. Kobe Rocks winning the cup there, the cup at Prairie going to Supreme Prince and the new market Longreach to smooth move. Lots of news to talk about on the show this week and it's always helping us out with lots of, lots of news. It's Rob Luck. G'day, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Uh, a bit of a panic station out here in Longreach. I've done the circuit back out to Longreach and... Uh, doing it from the office here and found out the Telstra mobile network seems to be down our way. So Eek. we're back on the landline, Tony. Uh, as always, two, uh, two tin cans joined together with a taut piece of string. We'll work out some way to be able to do it. Uh, exact, exactly right. Wasn't it, wasn't it great to see Namazoo get that back-to-back Cups win and demolish the field by that six lengths? But so importantly, great to hear Tony Wode's voice there and Josh Fleming's voice covering that meeting. I know you've got the background story a little bit to that, but two wonderful callers, two wonderful blokes, and they did a great job getting through a mammoth program of uh, 11 races. But huge congratulations, Ryan Wiggins and Ricky Vale. Namazu came off the uh, second in the Mackay Cup, won the Townsville Cup last year, and was that Guineas winner as a three-year-old, Tony. But uh, as I said, great to hear those two gentlemen uh, putting together great calls during the afternoon. Just to background it a little for those who may not have uh, been in the know, and I know there was a fair bit of social media coverage on it last week as well, five or six days out from the biggest day of racing of the year in Townsville, the race caller of nearly 40 years lost his voice. He was down to a whisper uh, with acute laryngitis and not a, a panic, but, yeah, the, the, the phone calls were going backwards and forwards furiously trying to work out how things were going to be able to work out. I know Josh Fleming was on leave, or it's probably gone back to going on leave. Josh put his hand up and said, look, if you can get me there, I'll be there to help out because they had a mammoth 11-race program at Cluden Park on Saturday. And as recently as last Thursday, Tony was still at a bit of a croak. But Josh was adamant that it was Tony's day and he had to come out and be there and be a part of the big day. So it was great to hear both voices through the afternoon and hear Tony get up and be able to call a couple leading into it and then be able to call the cup. I said something to you on the, the phone yesterday, Rob. It was something about the great spirit of cooperation to be able to get all of that up and running. But taking a, uh, a little leaf out of, say, uh, England captain Ben Stokes's book talking about the spirit of cricket, I think it was the spirit of racing and especially the spirit of country racing that brought that kind of cooperation together uh, and just turned it into a fabulous day. It looked picture perfect and a massive crowd there at Townsville last Saturday. 
knowing the two blokes as I, as I do, I'm not surprised at all about that spirit. And uh, great to hear Josh getting that Cleveland Bay call with Isis Kamala. Wasn't it good to see that form line of the Battle of the Bush? Was Isis Kamala such a consistent mayor um, for the Kevin Miller team, uh, second in the Battle of the Bush behind Art by Concord, and that form racking up, and also Dr Zeus uh, coming off the. Um, the Mackay uh, Newmarket form uh, loves going up north for Daryl Hanson. Great run into second. But, uh, yeah, fantastic day all round hearing those races coming through and uh, the combination of Tony Wade and, uh, and Josh Fleming, Tony. Now, last Saturday we did lose one program. Unfortunately, the track wasn't up to scratch for the uh, meeting at Toolwood, which was due to be their once-a-year Toolwood Cup program. So we were down a meeting last weekend, but still four very good meetings that we're going to talk about. As a result of that, um, there wasn't a race added to the uh, Roma Turf Club schedule for this coming Saturday, and I saw the news come through from Racing Queensland. They will look to divide other divisions of other races mm. through the uh, Downs and the uh, the Downs West region uh, later on uh, as the weeks roll along but also Rob uh, yesterday uh, nominations closed off for this weekend's meetings and that's due to tomorrow's public holiday in Brisbane for People's Day at the Echo uh, and even with that I know that uh, quite a few of the races at uh, some of the meetings coming up this weekend and a quick check on the calendar for the week ahead uh, it's uh, Ben Bolt Cup Day at Bowen it's Dingo Cup Day Gimpy Muster Cup Day uh, racing at Mount Isa I think that's the meeting that replaced the Camerwheel Cup Roma have their St John's School Race Day and Aramac with the John Dolger uh, Memorial Cup program nominations did have an early close off yesterday and I think it's almost as a, a matter of routine now that uh, RQ do extend the noms because it does catch a few people out just in the usual routine that noms will close off on Tuesday morning so it's uh, going to be interesting to see how the fields will rack up for this coming weekend but already starting to see some very good nominations coming through. Yeah it's a real strong period now coming into country racing and uh, it's not far away till September and the circuit out there at uh, Birdsville and Baduri and uh, Batuta uh, but, Tony, you um, you mentioned um, the Ecker holiday, and, of course, isn't it great to see the off-the-track off the track thoroughbreds, which you had the pleasure of being able to see yesterday, um, competing at the exhibition and Supreme Thoroughbred Champions, etc. You were there and took all the action. Anything take your eye in particular? Oh, they all look fantastic, and they're so well presented with the off-the-track thoroughbreds, and even the thoroughbreds under saddle, the harness horses uh, with gigs and things like that. They had yesterday was effectively horse day at uh, the RNA, and it was great to see big, big crowds back out at the Ecker again this year. And also, uh, I know it's uh, been a highlight for the last couple of years, but the harness racing events that they have as part of Ecker Nights. David Fowler was there calling the big race that was won by Darren Ebbett last night, and I think that's Darren's second win in a couple of days they're racing again at lunchtime today and again this evening uh, at around 6:40 or something like that and doing that every day all the way through the ecker and on a tight little 400 meter dirt track like that rob you're right up close to the action uh, when you're sitting in the crowd and the crowd really went off especially up on machinery hill it was great to see that kind of interaction and i think that's one of the wonderful things about the horse uh, whether it's the standard bread or whether it's the thoroughbred it really does seem to to bring people back in yeah, the more we can have that interaction for the crowd and, and horses in general, and uh, it spins off into into the racing world. But you mentioned a cup in the uh, intro there and the Gladstone Cup on the weekend. Well, that's uh, the forerunner to our next guest on the show, Tony McMahon, and it'll also link to one of our guests later on in Andrew Watts because we talk about young ownership groups and... Uh, Hands and Hill Racing, and I see Max Tanks and Andrew Watts' names in the winner of this year's Gladstone Cup, Kobe Rocks for Chris MacGyver and Jared Willow. 
left is a race in three, maybe a race in two. When they come to the turn, Kobe Rocks leads the way by three parts of a link to Awesome Spirit, who's chasing. Star Sonic's gone. They turn into the stretch here and Kobe rocks on the inside, the rider reaching for the whip. He leads, he's got a bit of a kick in him, Kobe. He's got away from the other horse, which is Awesome Spirit, and Kobe rocks his home, folks. He could stop and build a sand castle. He loves the sand, he's a sand scratcher. Away goes Kobe, he wins by about five lengths. Second placing goes then... It's one of the best lines I think I've ever heard in a race called Rob. He could stop and build a sandcastle. Kobe Rocks winning by five and three-quarter lengths. And there was another, oh, just a lazy seven and a half lengths away to uh, Star Sonic running third there behind Kobe, an awesome spirit. But that was a great call there of a, a, a little compact five-race field in the Forex Gold Gladstone Cup last Saturday. The voice you heard was Tony McMahon, who's with us on Bushbeat this morning. Morning, Tony. Have we got him there? Just seeing if we've got him online now, guys. I think he might be Hello. with us now. He's with us now. There he is. We've got him yeah, back hello. into the system. Morning to you, Tony, and well done on your call there on the Cup on the weekend. I enjoyed that. Oh, thank you very much, Tony. I'm, I'm pleased you enjoyed it, Jeremy. He's a real sand scratcher, that horse, Kobe Rocks. He won the Bundaberg Cup at his previous start by an extended margin. And you just wonder in the uh, old days, you always reminisce, he would have loved Albion Park, the sand track at, in Brisbane. But uh, he killed them on Saturday. Uh, a good win. Chris MacGyver, I was elated for him to win the Cup. Uh, he hadn't been successful since Bowen on the 10th of June. Chris uh, is a hard-working fellow. He, he works out of town, lives in Rockhampton, but works away throughout the week to support his family and only rides at the country race meetings of the Saturday. So it was very good to see him uh, to win that race on Kobe Rocks, which uh, gave a great uh, great day for uh, Jared Willow, the trainer, about an hour before he won up at uh, Townsville with Omudgee in the mm. Cleveland Bay Consolation. So... It's a good day for Jared too, and he's won a cup. He's won a Gladstone Cup previously with Teddy Bear. Yeah, Tony, you mentioned uh, Kobe Rocks in the sand. He goes to Gympie this weekend, and uh, I mentioned, mentioned leading into your report that Andrew Watts and Max Tanks out here in Longreach are part owners as well as Hands and Heels, Carried Power up there in Townsville and a few other owners. Uh, they're obviously targeting a, a good sand track uh, program at the moment and probably country cups down the track. Yeah, I spoke to Jared about a fortnight ago, Tony, uh, Rob, and he uh, alluded to that, that they were chasing the sand. He, he said this horse uh, loves the sand. He said he also likes wet tracks, and, of course, up mm. around Rockhampton, we don't get many of them. So, yeah, they'll be heading down to Gympie, and he should be sitting there again too. But uh, yeah. they had a very good... Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned a jockey regularly uh, there riding and the skills of him, Warwick uh, Southerly. Uh, he had a good double on the weekend. I know you sing his praises a fair bit um, since he's um, resumed race riding in Rockhampton. Yeah. Look, I, I didn't know uh, Warwick from a bar of soap, but I, I got a text uh, some months ago from the late Nigel Landers. We used to speak uh, regularly uh, on social media. Nigel passed away. And he told me, he said, Tony, there's a fellow coming to Rockhampton called Warwick Satterley. He said he was a top-class rider over here. He's a very, very good rider. Uh, Warwick moves up with his partner to a property out, uh, outside Rockhampton. And uh, got his weight down and made a comeback to riding. He was riding work for many, many years in Sydney for all the leading trainers before moving up here. But look, I rate him as an outstanding rider, and I mean that. He could hold his own anywhere. His ride on Miss Reinhardt in the um, in the maiden plate down there at Gladstone Saturday was a classic. At Gladstone, the horses, uh, invariably the leaders run off on the home turn. Now, he's probably only ridden there once before, I haven't checked. But he just sat in about third position waiting on the rails. Off they went, and through he went on... Uh, on Miss Reinhardt. Yeah, he's a very good rider. And that's a cleverly named horse, Miss Reinhardt. It's uh, by a horse Capitalist. called Capitalist. <laughs> it's well named. And, and so is the runner-up. So is the runner-up, Rob, body and soul. It's by the mission out of cleanse. Uh, there you go. It was a, it was a topical Cornella, wasn't it? 
Perfect. It's great when you see some of these names. I know you and uh, Jean, your wife, have a good habit of naming horses well too, Tony. Ah, thank you for that. There's another one in the pipeline, so we'll we'll keep that up our sleeve. Right, eh? <laughs> but uh, but um, Warwick Sadler, he also won the um, the, the Gladstone uh, Newmarket at 11.94 metres on Spindale, trained by Ian Prizman, a local down there, and that was another easy win. He won very well on that horse, uh, the beating attacker Bill Book Johnson. Uh, he rides well. You can don't be afraid to back uh, Warwick Sadley. Where you see him, he's just getting a big following here. I know that he's got a lot of rides at Rockhampton on Thursday. Uh, the opening race at um, Gladstone was won by Scruff and Stuff. This is trained by Kim uh, Afford. He comes from Wanda. He brought uh, uh, eight horses up to Gladstone. It's a big effort, so it's nice to see him win the first, ridden by uh, Shania Willis, who's ridden over 30 winners. It beat Russian Whisper. Clint Taylor had no luck at Gladstone. Brooke Johnson, they ran second in that. Uh, we've got the second to Maiden. We covered that. Now, Crispy Kev, this is a nice win in the Wayne Wilson Memorial. Of course, Wayne uh, started his, the late Wayne Wilson started his calling at Gladstone when he was a 12-year-old. And the memorial was uh, named after him for that very reason. And uh, the race was put on some many, many years ago here at Glasson. And D- David Weenert, the club chairman, and his wife Judy had a lot to do with that. And lo and behold, they won this race this year with Crispy Kev, ridden by Sophia Blunt. And they were elated, very, very happy people. And good luck to them. The, the great people for Gladstone Racing. It beat I'm Pinker, Clinton Taylor, Book Johnson. And uh, Jelly Shot was third to Gemma Steele. And mentioning Gemma Steele, what a fantastic job she's done to get her weight down. I was talking to her on Saturday there. And, She's taken off many, many kilos. Looks great. She said she's uh, mentally very fit and she's enjoying the riding. Uh, Brooke Johnson got a winner. It was in the fifth race there on the um, benchmark 0 to 55. Take the lead, Kate Sinclair. Kate's uh, virtually a newcomer trainer from uh, Bangville. She's doing a good job. And Brooke won on that horse beating battle and Andrew Cameron's horse and Warwick Sadley. And we covered the cup with uh, Kobe Rock. So, yeah, 1,200 people there. Big day, big crowd. Uh, always great at Gladstone. They have some fantastic meetings down there. Quite you ran off a couple of jockeys' names in amongst all of those, Tony, and we've been singing the praise of Brooke Johnson lately. She's been on a, an absolute uh, purple patch and could uh, ride a hobby horse or a broomstick to victory at the moment. And you mentioned Warwick Sadley and Chris McIver. Shania Willis has been riding plenty of winners, Gemma Steele as well. Uh, I don't want to keep on rattling names because I'm going to miss somebody somewhere along the way, but there just seems to be a really good crop of, of riders that are doing the circuit at the moment, especially around that central Queensland region. We were very, very fortunate. Uh, Tony Rockhampton is blessed in having uh, all these female apprentice jockeys. There's another one called Dickie Holzart. I think she rode three winners out of Longridge on Sunday. She won the Middlemount Cup a few weeks before that. She's ridden something like 15 winners in, in about two months. Now, look, we would be totally lost without these uh, female jockeys in Rockhampton. Uh, I've got a bit of the flu at the moment. I can't remember them all. But, yeah, we're very, very fortunate. No doubt about that. Yeah, totally agree, Tony. And I tell you, the other thing—I mean, it's it's normal for sand track surfaces to produce horses that um, like those sort of courses. But sometimes you get the the odd one that uh, there's a few having their first run. But when you look through that program on the weekend, uh, they all seem to have come through uh, the sand track background. You know, scruff and uh, stuff did. Uh, the we mentioned, of course, uh, Kobe Rocks, and you got got horses like Crispy Kev, three from eleven with six minor placings. The same with uh, Spindle. He's done well at the track, three from five, and um, he take the lead. You mentioned one at Bundaberg last run, so you, you get that Albion Park effect you mentioned. You get horses with a circuit that they can follow through, of course, with Bundaberg, Gimpy, and, and uh, Gladstone in particular, and Wandai further out. Yeah, very, very true, Rob, and uh, you can even follow that up on, on, on breeding. You know, Some of these mm. breeds just love the same track. But no, there's no doubt. And, and, of course, you can take a very good horse to Gladstone or any of these sand tracks and they can get walloped. 
I remember exactly going right. back some, remember going back some years ago to Horse Course Shroud who won um, eight races at Rockhampton from memory. Took her down there and she came out of the barrier still like a, a kangaroo as soon as, as soon as she felt the sand. She was absolutely legless. <laughs> they either handle it or they don't. <laughs> a bit like going to the beach when you want to step on the sand deciding whether you want to go on the water sometimes, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't anymore because I, I can't get up from the sand. So I just have a look at it. <laughs> it's the old thing, isn't it? As you get older, if you're going to get down on the floor or down on the ground, you've got to have a plan to be able to get back up. That's very true, Tony, but a very good friend of mine, he gave me the quote of all time, Neville Stewart up at Oakland Start, he said, never let the old man in. So I, I remember that every morning when I spring out of bed. That's a good <laughs> one to remember. Where are you off to next, Tony? I, can't, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm out of work for a while now, Tony. We had three, in a, three weeks in a row. Uh, it could be uh, Yapoon coming up later in the year. I oh, know, there's Murrumbar. I think that's not too far away. That's always a great meeting out there. Hmm. So, yeah, we'll have a bit of a break and... Uh, get the old tonsils ready for um, Nuremberg. I think on Saturday it's 55 years race calling, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. That's the main thing. I'm not as good, nowhere near as good as I used to be, but I'm still having a lot of fun. Well, keep coming up with those great lines like Kobe Rocks uh, and the Sandcastle building, Tony. It was great to hear. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much again, fellas. Good on you, Tony. Tony McMahon there checking in on what happened there at uh, Gladstone on the weekend. I might just have to change the run sheet here on the fly, boys, if we can, because I know we've got to try and grab Watsy on a different line because the uh, the phone signal is out there. So let's go to the Prairie Cup, if we can, with what happened there on the weekend. And Supreme Prince saluting here for Jenna Edwards and Greg Hickmont. They run down towards the 600 metre mark in the cup and putting them down still in fine style is out in front Lily Alez. She leads by the best of still two, three lengths to the top way to call from heaven. Supreme Prince, none of them are made a move yet. Under the pressure there now is Louis the legend and forget the other two which are at the tail of the field, Tycoon Baby and Danawi around the corner and Lily Alez has been given an easy run in front. There's an inside run for Supreme Prince and now on the outside a call from heaven it's Lily Alez in front but Supreme Prince he's loomed up easy on the inside and Supreme Prince with his ears prick races away now and Supreme Prince wins with his ears prick on the line by three or four lengths to Lily Alez in the third must have been a day for big margins Rob with Supreme Prince there winning by three and a quarter lengths and about another five and a quarter away behind the second place getter Lily Alez to the third place getter Tycoon Baby Greg Hickmont Raymond Williams and Lockie Manselman filling the uh, the three placings there for the trainers in the Prairie Cup on the weekend. Yeah, and I'm not 100% sure if it's back-to-back uh, -back cups or Supreme Prince, but he's two from two at the track. So there's another example of uh, a horse enjoying getting out uh, for that uh, Leslie Bode Memorial Prairie Cup uh, out there. Prairie. And it was so good to see the nominations and acceptances uh, that came through the, uh, the meeting there at uh, Prairie. And uh, an extremely strong win for Supreme Prince. And, of course, young Jenna Edwards coming out of Townsville. I know she went out to uh, ride out there for Bonnie Thompson as well. And that was the second leg of her double. The other one came with the Bonnie Thompson runner in the benchmark 55 with Aura Gold. Now, this horse had won at Caulfield at its last run, and it's two from two from the stable. And I did notice on social media that Bonnie gave great credit also to Rebecca Wilson for the work she'd put into getting this particular mare by reward for effort uh, ready for the track and ready for racing. A few issues there with Aura Gold, but two from two, you can't do better than that when it joins the stable. Uh, private sector into second in that race, and Craig Lee Altona into third. So Jenna Edwards... 
stole the show with the double on the day. But in that five-event uh, program out there, it kicked off with Mizar and the cutest money going off for first and second in the uh, maiden plate. Mizar for Bob Maguire and Denisha Smith defeating Crackle Cause for the cutest money with Tanya Parry and Don't Stop Laughing into um, third place. And... Uh, Horses in form in the meeting. Wicked chance to come off a Thangul win two runs ago this better than Ready Mare and racked up win number four from 22 for Raymond Williams and Gabby Simmons continuing to kick home winners. Absolute legend, absolutely rocket at home in that race uh, into second place and Zap Luck into third was up there on the pace most of the way and battled on quite strongly. And, of course, the other winner there was Dubai Eagle in the benchmark 45 for Matt... Uh, Adonetto and James Baker riding a winner there. The pride of Dubai had come off Townsville form and uh, started surprisingly good odds of around 5.50. Defeated Single Malt and Lordy Lou. But the Prairie Cup for this year, Supreme Prince, well and truly too good. And good to see um, Jenna Edwards getting that uh, double. She's now down to a three-kilo claim. And as we were talking with Tony McMahon, Tony, she's another one of that pool, that good supply of uh, young jockeys coming through, particularly female jockeys in country Queensland. I was reading an interesting story that Jordan Gerrans has put up on Racing Queensland this morning that there's another uh, relocation to Queensland, another lass that will be joining the ladies' jockeys' rooms uh, in the Glen Thornton stable, and she's got one ride at Gatton today. Rochelle Wedrack-Crozen has relocated from Canberra, now indentured to Glen at the Gold Coast. Glen, of course, is dad to three jockeys who have had group-winning success uh, with Boris, Stephanie and Damien, and uh, she's going to get a crack at uh, tab level today, riding at the, uh, the Gatton program this afternoon so we wish Rochelle all the best as much as she's got a wide gate to contend with with Lola Rosie in race seven but for for Rochelle and Glenn uh, all the best for that assignment this afternoon coming through at Gatton. Let's move to the Longreach Newmarket from Saturday as Tony McMahon said in our chat earlier it was a big day out for Nikki Elzard. Parkburn who picks them up and puts them down nicely. A half length in front of Zukaz. Hindon Station, the run of the race third. Three off these leaders, four to deep breath. A further three or four lengths back then to smooth move. Grand Palazzo's on the march. Police, why Tackery's not handling the ground at all. It goes back to last on the point of the corner. 400 metres from the judge. And on the inside, Parkburn comes around the corner. On its outside, Zukaz, they got three lengths in front of Hindon Station. Deep breath, smooth move to the outside. Grand Palazzo runs on at the Bore Tree. Zukaz goes up on the outside of Parkburn. Deep breath runs on with smooth move. It's Zukaz in front. It's under siege. And smooth move goes wham, bam. Thank you, bam, over the top. What a win. Smooth move too good for Zukaz. Deep breath third. Then hide it. Great white ride move. there by Nikki Olsard as part of a treble with trainer David Rewald and smooth move beating Zukaz and deep breath in the Pro Tires Longreach Newmarket on Saturday. Andrew What's with us, thanks to our tight piece of string between another two tin cans. Morning, Watsy. Hey, morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob. And yeah, it, it, isn't it strange when mobile service goes down, you scurry to find what we used to do in the old days, the old landline. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny, isn't it? I tell you what, Watsy, I was lucky to be able to tell Andrew that number four six five eight double three double three. There must be some good advertising that sticks in your brain. That number. Yeah. Four radio four LG. Home of Ranch Club. And, uh, look, Longreach, uh, it was a really good meeting uh, on Saturday, albeit it was a little bit of a smallish crowd for Pro Tyres. Um, Newmarket, David, big fields, 10 jockeys um, for the racing side of things. It was it was a very, very good day, and it was headlined 
Uh, as I said in, in the call uh, there, Nicky Olsard and David Rewald winning uh, the Pro Ties New Market, the inaugural running, um, came from, oh, without going overboard, maybe nine or ten lengths off them um, at a crucial stage around the 600. And it was actually back with Grand Palazzo um, when it took off. And uh, look, when Zucas looked all over a winner with about 50 to go, smooth move, just um, launched. I think it's its fifth or its sixth win for this racing season um, for David Rewald. It's been a great money spinner for Nicole Dickens and Graham Rewald in the ownership. Uh, defeated Zucas, um, just continues to race really well. And probably an eye-catcher in that race was Deep Breath, carrying 63 kilos. Um, good pipe opener for the River Circuit Deep Breath one to watch a new acquisition uh, for Richard Simpson and uh, Clary Herman in the ownership there formerly with Nick Walsh uh, it was a treble to Rewald and Olzard on the day, they took out the first with Morricone um, sat beautifully in behind the pace and was presented at a crucial time to hit the lead, Jerry Zander who's racing in beautiful um, is racing in great form this preparation uh, just couldn't quite get there in fact it might have just peaked on its run um, late Jerry Zander, but Morricone too good in the Rodney Hay colours, beating Jerry Zander for Tony Schofield, and great to see Brooke Richardson back out in the West riding. And Think High, um, potentially a little bit disappointing on face value, was given a good run in transit by uh, Maddie Gray for Tony Schofield, um, beating the length and a bit into third. And Rewald and Oldsard's other win came via Freddie Eddy. Uh, in the last race, it, look, they stretched it out to 1,400 metres last start, and I don't think it ran it at all. But back to the 1,000, middle barrier, Olsard was just happy to sit two and three out, and when presented, turning for home, uh, went straight past the early leader, uh, Boston Bell, and you better you bet to come away. Very impressive in the end, a length and a half over Roots and Rocks, who ran a patchy sort of race, began OK for Paul Edwards and Landon Sykes, um, then found itself back in the ruck before coming again. And uh, you better you bet. It was a much better run for this horse, who had a little bit of a wrap on early doors. Uh, it's a very good beginner. Um, probably just tapered off, but uh, back in, in the uh, the money here with a third placing for Boy Foster and Timmy Brummel. But I did hear, uh, Tony and Rob, your chat with Tony McMahon, uh, talking about apprentices, and it was wonderful to see uh, not only Nicky Olsard getting the, the um, fruits of three wins, but Landon Sykes, who's been riding out here the last couple of weeks, Mackenzie Apple coming out with uh, Glenda Bell, and um, we've got a full book in the end, uh, Mackenzie, and also uh, Tyler Leslie, who's based out here in the West, and it's been a while since we've seen four apprentices at a Central West meeting, but it's wonderful to see. Yeah, the supply of jockeys, um, and particularly apprentices, Racing Queensland's doing something right with their system there, and I know there's probably moves afoot to look towards jockeys uh, overseas, you know, the, the uh, Southeast Asian corner like in previous years. But, and as Tony mentioned, a, a new young jockey moving, there's new uh, young jockeys moving into Queensland, and it's not only about the demand as being part of the problem for the jockey shortage, it's also the supply side. And this, this uh, work that's going into these young apprentices and seeing them moving into the country areas quite regularly and having the ability to ride with these experienced jockeys, um, th there's a big tick there, I think, in some of the processes that Shane Scriven and the team are putting in uh, with Racing Queensland, what's he? Yeah, it is, and I think it was identified as one of the things to really press on, the country service, as we call it in inverted commas. Mm -hmm. um, so many jockeys can come out, cut their teeth in the bush, um, do the travel, um, ride some different horses, ride for different trainers, um, y you know, and, uh, look, it's working, um, and it's good to see, you know, I heard you talking about Jenna Edwards um, and, and a couple of other apprentices around this weekend too, so it was uh, a really... 
Good weekend for travelling apprentices. Uh, on the card at Longreach, the other two races, Luna Glide uh, won the cutest benchmark 45 over the 1300 metres for Richard Simpson and Robbie Farb. Robbie um, was struck uh, stuck three wide in this race and unable to get across, but uh, with fitness on its side, it was probably just a little bit too good for hot chocolate in the run to the line by half a length. All Vern had every chance in third as well, and the favourite Electric Spirit finished in fourth position. And the other win on the day was a very, very impressive win to Sharpay Ruler, who has locked up the 2023 Horse of the Year in Longreach with that win, thanks to uh, the Longreach Tyson, a Julie Eggling um, proudly sponsoring the Longreach Horse of the Year, and did it in style with a five-and-a-quarter-length win uh, with Anna Bakos in the uh, saddle. Overshut it down for Mark Oates and Jason Hubert and Highland Eagle uh, stock on well for third, but Sharpay Ruler in the small field was able to settle only three or four lengths off uh, the leading division when heads are turned for home. Uh, got a beautiful run about three off the fence and uh, came right away. Really, its last 200 was very, very stylish. So, uh, Sharpay Ruler, who has really gone well on the dirt tracks this year uh, for Cowboy Herman, uh, probably got another couple of wins uh, up its sleeve too uh, before the year's out. Yeah, and the other thing you're mentioning about young Nicky Olzard too, you get them coming out here and they make great association with some of the horses they ride, like Smooth Move, for example. That's two wins in a row for uh, Olzard and Smooth Move and Dave Rewald. And, and Dave's got a real knack of uh, getting these young lady jockeys to uh, ride the winners there, and um, great to see. And you probably heard us talking with Tony McMahon about uh, horses for courses on sand tracks. Congratulations again on KB Rocks uh, mm. with your part ownership there. But Mount Isa had their TAB meeting uh, on the, during the week on uh, Thursday, Marlman Express Day, and you can't ask for a better... Horses for Courses and Hand Dynasty. Uh, Five-star performance, was it, or something like that? What's he, one of those great calls at the end there, like we were talking about with Tony McMahon? Uh, Five-star rating or something you gave it? Yeah, look, uh, five from five at Mount Isa, uh, Hand Dynasty. And he's actually made it three wins in consecutive Rodeo Thursdays. He might have mm. won a, a Class 1 back in 2021. Uh, he won the Open there last year and the Open this year. Um, he, he certainly loves it. Uh, it was a good winner for Brodie Moffat. Um, just sat off uh, Wicked Wiki and uh, Full of Fire who made the running and when heads turned for home he, he came right away and um, one by length in the end Zoomicon was a really good run Fab's Cowboy uh, the old boy poked his head up the fence for third as well for Billy Johnson but uh, Billy's made this, rate, this uh, meeting his own particularly over the last three years uh, the treble in 2021 treble in 2022 and uh, went one better this year with four wins uh, he won the first with Stampede Warrior. Now, this horse is a real trier. Um, it was a great battle up the uh, home straight with Zumarada. They came away uh, nine lengths from the third horse, actually. Uh, but Stampede Warrior, under the urgings of Tyler Leslight and that little bit of a claim, uh, just got over, to, got over the top of Zumarada for Shane, uh, Sean Royce and Jason Herbert. And look, um, Stampede Warrior now probably gets into a Birdsville Cup mm. and... Look, he'll give it his all. He is a dead set trier and um, in the ownership there, uh, <coughs> pardon me, Nugget Turnbull. So uh, good luck to Nugget on that um, that Birdsville circuit. Uh, Carbors was the third of the four winners for uh, Billy Johnson. SP'd at $51, if you don't mind. Uh, Dakota Graham, that was the first leg of her winning double. In fact, she only had two rides for two wins, Dakota. Uh, one easy, beat Mopar and Royo. Um, the four to one on shot La Force. I think everyone just thought it, it would, would win, but he just looked a bit out of sorts on um Thursday La Force 
and uh, that it left the door open to Carbors to win. And in the lucky last, another horse that you and uh, myself have been watching, Rob, Flying Arion, wearing the Richard Simpson colours, was ultra impressive, winning the 0-50, 1,400. Uh, one by six and a half lengths after, same again, uh, was able to tack on at the tail, probably eight or ten lengths off them and circle the field. Uh, came away to beat stable mate Just Sizzling and uh, Jackazone in third. But Flying Arion uh, started at $8, which was a very, very juicy price for followers. And uh, Flying Arion be heading down to the Birdsville uh, circuit as well for that uh, mile race on Cup Day. So uh, keep an eye out for Flying Arion. Very, very strong horse uh, and one with a bit upside as well. Yeah, one definitely. What's going to have long sung the praises of someone like Billy Johnson and, and John Manselman and a lot of other trainers with the, the miles that they travel each and every week. But just to put that bit into a little bit of perspective for uh, some of our listeners who may not be aware of Queensland geography, from Billy's base at Longreach, it's only a lazy 754 kilometres up to Mount Isa uh, to be able to take a string of 10 up there last Thursday for the mailman meeting and come away with four winners and four placings out of the 10 runners. That's a that's a pretty fair effort for what is effectively a midweek card when God knows how many kilometres he would have had to uh, cover the previous weekend with horses going near, wide and far. And then last Saturday, well, it was almost a home game. Bar Calden's just down the road from Longreach. Yeah, well, Billy, actually, he's in uh, Bar Calden now. He, he lives there, so it's an extra 100 k's on top <laughs> yep. of that for the Mount Isa trip. But uh, look, and there's a massive art. You talk to any um, people or trainers that travel horses, there's a massive art in being able to travel them and travel them successfully as well. And uh, Billy breaks his northern trips up with an overnight stay at McKinley. So you're really taking the whole operation on the road. Um, mm. you know, by the time he gets home for, you know, for three, four, maybe even five days, um, yeah, and there's a definite art in, you know, travelling the horses, making sure they eat and keeping them watered and stuff like that. So um, it just adds, and as you say, Tony, people don't realise the geography of Queensland, especially up the centre here where we are, uh, the distance between towns and, and, you know, the vast open spaces. And wait till we get to Batuta, uh, Birdsell and Baduri. There's a real art there when they do the whole three, isn't there? They pack up for the uh, the month period and uh, move everything down there. So you're uh, quite right there, Watsy, that uh, the real skill to it. And congratulations to Billy Johnson on such a great effort. You've got a new track. Uh, well, I know you've called there once before, but a uh, big meeting coming up at Aramac on Saturday. Yeah, and shout out to the Aramac Club as well, um, their annual meeting, which used to run in May. I think it used to be in the last uh, weekend in May. They've shifted it to August, um, which gives the Central West participants another um, throw at the stumps before uh, we, we basically have a month off uh, with the River Circuit and then Winton. So, uh, and the nominations reflect that as well. 53 nommed for the five races set down. And uh, I do believe there's seven, maybe eight jockeys heading that way, maybe even one or two more that I haven't uh, accounted for. But uh, it'll be a very good meeting on Saturday, uh, the Aramac card. Headlined by the TJF Milk, TJF Milk sorry, uh, to Hawley if he's listening, John Dollinger Memorial Cup. Uh, worth 9800 to the winner. We shall look forward to all those results coming out of uh, Aramac. Have a good uh, weekend down there and look forward to those results on Tuesday. Uh, thanks for coming on again this morning, mate. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, listeners. 
Good on you, Watsy. And just having a look at the calendar for the days ahead, we've been checking out uh, what's happening this weekend. As mentioned, Aramac, Bowen, Dingo, Gimpy, Mount Isa and Roma. Uh, Rob, you mentioned Batuta, Birdsville and Baduri. Batuta Cup is uh, only in a couple of weeks on Saturday 26th of August. Birdsville, of course, is counting down to uh, their Cup weekend. Uh, Birdsville is on the first weekend in September, 1st and 2nd of September, Friday and Saturday with tab coverage there. And then that uh, circuit wraps up with the Baduri Cup coming up on the 9th of September. A lot of other big cup programs coming up as well. Big shout out to Cameron Richards, the CEO at the Cairns Jockey Club, gearing up ready for Newmarket Day Saturday. Their cup is going to be on Saturday the 26th of August. Warra Cup Day is also the 26th of August, as is Bluff Cup Day. Mariba Cup is coming up on the 2nd of September. That's also Surat Cup Day. Morven Cup on the 9th of September. That's also the day for the Thangul Cup. And looking further down the track, Atherton have their cup on the 16th and Springshire with their cup on the 16th of September. I know there's plenty of other cups coming up, but a, just a quick shout-out to some of those that are coming up in the weeks ahead. As we say, at this time of the year, the cups just runneth over, Tony. But uh, talking about great meetings on the weekend, I was fortunate enough to be out at Cunnamulla, and um, we talk about memorial races being an integral part of many country programs. Well, they had a very significant day out there at Cunnamulla. Uh, Liz Land, the secretary and the team, Perry Higgins, the uh, president. They had the Derby McCarthy Memorial uh, Race Day with uh, Tycoon Zip and Savannah McCann and Les Baker being successful in this year's edition. Extending the lead now is Tycoon Zip. He's a noted front runner. He's getting the position he wants. The Rangi Toa past the 400 is chasing hard under the whip of Rangi Toa as Tycoon Zip comes to the home turn. She has a loose rein on it, but now she lets him go. Gets a persuader behind it 200 metres from home because the Rangi Toa is coming up on the outside to challenge. Rangi Toa lays the gauntlet down to Tycoon Zip. Tycoon Zip fighting hard. Savannah McCann wields a whip and brings it a winner by a length on the line over Ringy Tower made a late dive but still a length away. Lord Smedley back in third, some five lengths away. We've been highlighting some of these apprentices, Rob, uh, who have been riding near, wide and far and there's another name that comes to mind. Savannah McCann has been gaining plenty of experience this year, riding at plenty of different tracks from her southeast Queensland base all the way out there at Cunnamulla and picking up a feature on Saturday. Yeah, and I called her doing a front-running uh, win on Sacred Stream at uh, Tambo recently and another good example of that front-running riding skill by Savannah on Tycoon Zip, who's a noted front-runner, and he's uh, he won here two starts ago, or back at Kunamala two starts ago. He's now a 10-year-old, 15 wins from 72. Rangi Toa and Lord Smedley, the stable mates. Rangi Toa, a newcomer, is a good run, actually. Kept trying all the way down the straight, ended up three-quarters of the length away. But from the boys' point of view, they were quite keen to go out in that last race because they, they commented to me several times during the day, you know, we hear about how the ladies, the girls, always are riding the program. They're riding so well. And they were so chuffed, I think, that they had got the first four winners on the day. <laughs> and that they were looking to make sure they swept the program, but Savannah kept them out and another great front-running ride. But it also highlighted the importance of the experienced jockeys being out there, Tony, because Brendan Newport has been making a serious move to country uh, race riding and different tracks and rewarded with a treble on the day. And it was so good to see. And uh, I think he was pretty confident going into the day because he was riding for James Hatch. Now, James's horses go extremely well at Cunnamulla, as they do in many places. They always look fantastic. And uh, he uh, he got a race-to-race -race double in races three and four, and one I particularly like, In Peace. Uh, two wins, two seconds. It's only um, starts, actually. It's a five-year-old by all too hard. 
and it defeated the Sabbath and Super Miss. But he has a bit of a tendency to run off, and uh, James Hutch was indicating uh, that he's still learning, he's still raw. Wait till next year for this horse in peace. Uh, he won his maiden uh, last start at Corinda in uh, New South Wales and then backed it up with the win on the weekend. And then Brendan combined with James Hatch with Lenroy uh, leading all the way, basically defeating Sacred Stream. Couldn't quite get across from the wide barrier and get the lead for Savannah McCann and Shane Iverson. A good little battle down the straight, but two wins in three seconds. It's last five for Lenroy, a horse in good form. And at the track, it's had three wins, seven placings from 12 starts. So he likes Cunnamulla, defeated Sacred Stream and passed the card. Um, and Brendan had already kicked off the day. When you see Ducky Baker take a horse out, one horse uh, out, an acutest horse at that, winning a trial at Toowoomba, defeating a horse that's run placings in the city, and I'm talking about Valonia, you knew that it was going to be odds-on favourite and it got into a dollar sixty and defeated just Duchess Tilly and Rogue Artist quite convincingly by two lengths, took the cutest money home, this heroic Valamere. Uh, Brendan's treble are the highlight of the day there. And Zahidden Dragon for Monique Gavin and Luke Miller. Luke had had a month off riding. Uh, he was really pleased to get back on with this Hidden Dragon and get the win, having its third run for the stable. But, Tony, the day was about the Derby McCarthy Memorial Open Plate. And what a wonderful jockey Derby McCarthy was, uh, this Aboriginal jockey back in the 60s, early 70s, who... Uh, he took his talent across the world so much so and his skills he, he was a great talker he, and he really promoted his culture well so much so Gough Whitlam in the day said that he should become a politician when he finished uh, <laughs> race riding um, he just had a real flair to him Darby McCarthy it was so wonderful that I reckon there was about 20 to 30 family members who were out there as Cunnamulla recognised uh, Darby McCarthy and brought the memorial race as the key memorial race on the day um, to recognise Darby McCarthy and his skills. And as a, a kid back in 1969, after following racehorses for about four years, I can still remember him riding Divide and Rule and Broker's Tip uh, in the one day. Derby winner and Epson uh, winner in the one day at Randwick. Rode a, in the Melbourne Cup at 16 years of age. Had his first ride, I think it was at 11, 11 years of age, on a horse called Rusty at Thargaminda and got up with the win. And they really did a good job. The family that were there and the club in getting that um, memorial race on the program and recognising the talents of Darby McCarthy. And all credit to Liz Land and the team there. Uh, they gave a wonderful effort to make sure the meeting runs well. And another club that had to repair the stairs on their tower up to the, ju uh, the judges and the caller's box. And what a wonderful job they did because they built that apron effect again like uh, Tambo did where the video operator can now stand the caller if they wish to, but there's still the caller's box as well. But it just shows that initiative with the country clubs. They had to do it with workplace health and safety. Well, why not add this little apron effect onto the stand uh, for the steps to improve the steps up to the stand? We'll add that apron effect, and that co uh, covers two bases in, in one go. Just good thinking by these clubs to be doing that. But really good day out at Cunnamulla, and they had a good crowd. Uh, because, again, of that effect of the promotion with Darby McCarthy and uh, recognising that as part of three memorial races on the day. And aren't the country clubs doing a great job of recognising people who have contributed to their communities and uh, country racing, Tony?
Yeah, it's very much so. The racing industry does a wonderful job of remembering their past and acknowledging some of the, the greats, whether it's a local volunteer that put a lifetime of effort into a particular race club or a district or somebody like a, an icon like Darby McCarthy that uh, went on to inspire so many future generations. Uh, it's wonderful to, to see these kind of uh, uh, things happening along the way and yeah, it's something that racing does oh so well. Yeah, and talking about inspiring, one thing I should mention about Darby McCarthy, Cathy Freeman gave him credit for a lot of inspiration in mm. her career. So it just shows, you know, someone riding in the late 60s, the influence that he had, and he was very proud of uh, promoting uh, his culture, his background, and still and, and was an extremely humble man from all reports that uh, I was hearing on the track. Like nothing better than getting back to Kunnamulla to where he, uh, he he was born and uh, was part of a big family. So uh, great recognition, Cunnamulla Race Club and what they did on Saturday. Just one other little thing before we do close up this morning. Uh, didn't go unnoticed, uh, and I think it was his first career winner. Apprentice Rob Thorburn rode a winner at Bow Desert for Michael Hebbings on Ab Roy at the TAB program on Saturday at Aquas Bow Desert. Uh, Rob is apprentice to Chris Anderson, and I'm giving Jordan Gerrans another rap this morning. It was a nice story that he put up last month about uh, Rob and Bailey mm. Wheeler making their move north and uh, setting up shop with Chris. And I was having a look back through Rob's record. I don't think he's had a career winner so far, so if that was the first for you, Rob. Congratulations. We do like to acknowledge those kind of things if we can. And we'll hear only more of those wins next week on Bushbeat when we come back with all that great uh, results from the country meetings. Again, if you've got any other informational stories, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. I won't be here there next week. I'll be circling back via Bundaberg, back to the Gold Coast, Tony. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. It'll probably be Bundaberg where we are next week uh, with family. So uh, look forward to that. But good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Safe and happy travels, Rob. And thank you to Rob Luck, Tony McMahon and Andrew Watts for joining us on the show this week. Good luck to the clubs racing this coming Saturday. Aramac, Bowen, Dingo, Gimpy, Mad Eyes and Roma. And we'll be back next Tuesday to report on all that and more here on Bushbeat.